Hello? I think it's drips. Check this out. I don't know if you can see it on camera, but the platform is actually sloping downwards this way. Definitely was not designed to be that way. Beneath Cincinnati, there are two miles of abandoned tunnels. Tunnels that have been sitting there empty for nearly a century. Hello? But we still might not be alone. It's a lot of subway tunnels We've barely gone through a fraction of it so far, so. I feel like we're due for a station. This is a station right yep, here. there we go, right as I said that. I'm Dylan Therese, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we're going down into those tunnels to sort fact from fiction and find out the real story of the infamous Cincinnati subway. That is after this. Am I right in thinking it's the largest abandoned subway system in the U.S.? Oh, I I mean, there's no, there's nothing that compares to it. That's Jake Mecklenburg. He is a Cincinnati native who a few years ago wrote a book called Cincinnati's Incomplete Subway, The Complete History. And it's all about his city, Cincinnati's abandoned subway system. He first stumbled on it about 30 years ago. Back in the 1990s, I was a photography student and I took some photos of the subway back then and I was the first person to post photographs of the subway online. And so if you remember what the, what the internet was like at the beginning, if you were the first person to create a website on something, well, then you were the expert. So <laughs> tag, I, I, I was the expert. So, so I'm guessing then you grew up, you're a Cincinnati native. You grew up knowing about this as a kid. Like it's right. knowledge and, and, that, yeah. And everything that everybody knew was wrong. And it was just one rumor after another. You'd get the barbershop occasionally, you know, the, the topic would come up and people would say it was the mob. People would say this, people would say that. You know, this stuff was just so spread around that it was actually a lot of work to get it all under one roof and for one person to say, okay, what the heck happened? With so many half-truths and rumors swirling around, Jake took it upon himself to try and compile the true history of the Cincinnati subway. It's a story that starts over 100 years ago. It starts in the late 1890s when Cincinnati was absolutely exploding as a city, as this huge industrial powerhouse. Just set, generally, set the scene for us. What is Cincinnati like in the kind of mid to late 1800s? Well, I I think it would be very similar to to New York City on a density per block standpoint. I mean, it was just, you know, tens of thousands of people per square mile. You know, it was just super dense and tons of noise and tons of coal pollution and, and those sorts of things. And, you know, obviously people wanted to live in the country and get even just a few miles away from that. So a plan was hatched to build a subway system that would help people get out of the city center and into the countryside. And there was even an easy way to do it. There was a mostly abandoned canal that ran through Cincinnati. And so the state passed ownership of that canal to Cincinnati. They were going to build the subway system right in it. And once the subway was built, the whole thing would be run by a for-profit streetcar company. 
And and the plan was just to be really clear. The plan was basically to take this canal that had already existed and was dug, and 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 lay the subway system inside of it. Essentially, is that correct, or am I misunderstanding? Correct, and that's what happened. It's kind of amazing. I mean, when you look at the construction photos, they went from there being a canal in December of 1919 to within a year. I mean the. The subway is absolutely taking form. I mean, it's just like, go. You know, they hire 500 dudes, go, you know. <laughs> so so that's a good, that's a good, okay. So they hire 500 dudes, they say go, they start building it. And, and the, you know, it sounds like they, they built stations. How how far did it sort of get to into completion? So six stations were built total, three underground, three above ground. The three above ground stations were all torn down for interstate highway construction. And the three underground stations are all still there. In 1916, there was $6 million allocated to the building of the Cincinnati subway. But the U.S. was also just about to enter World War I. And so when that happened, the federal government banned local governments from working on their various projects. Everything had to go to the war effort. And then by the time the war was finished, inflation had caused prices to skyrocket. And that meant that that $6 million didn't stretch as far as it had a few years earlier. And if that wasn't enough, the for-profit streetcar company that had been expected to chip in some money to help get the project finished, yeah, they didn't do that. But it seems like so. Basically, the taxpayers all chipped in, and the 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 city and the the you know built these tunnels, and then the private enterprise basically said, "Yeah, they we're not out. we're not going to finish this." Um, Correct. And so the subway was closed, paved over, and forgotten. It became sort of just a mythic history hiding there under the feet of Cincinnatians. It attracted urban legends and occasionally urban explorers like Jake 30 years ago. Or, for example, these two. I'm Michael. Yeah, I'm Brian. Michael and Brian have an urban exploration YouTube channel. They call themselves The Proper People. We basically just travel across the world and document historic abandoned places. In 2017, Michael and Brian went to Cincinnati, pretty sure there was no way they would ever be able to get into the infamous Cincinnati subway. The doors are usually padlocked and then they have like that box welded over it so like nobody can cut the padlock or anything to get in. But as it turned out, it was easier than expected. Here's a bit from their YouTube video. Oh my God. That was easy. Holy shit. We're in. This is too easy. Okay, let's get lights out. Yeah. Wow. We are in the subway. So you, you basically walked down there and just like, there was an open door. We just opened it, yeah. Just swung right open. <laughs> <laughs> and and what was what was the experience like of of going in there? The first part of the tunnel was really cool because um, it was right near the highway, and whatever was happening with the echoes, it was just making some crazy drone sound effect. It didn't even sound real. How far did you think you you walked into it? I'm shining a light full power, and I can't even see the end of that. I think it was like two miles, maybe. We walked all the way to the end when it was just a wall. Yeah, and it felt a lot longer leaving because like on the way in, we were stopping and looking at things and 
our mind was occupied and on the way out it was just like a grueling drudge through the darkness. For all the hype, all the stories, the tunnels were kind of boring. There were no mobsters, no alligators. There weren't even really cockroaches, just long, empty tunnels, forgotten leftovers of a different vision of Cincinnati. But just because they've been there empty for 100 years doesn't mean they haven't had an impact on the city. I asked Jake, the Cincinnati native and author of the book on the subway system, about this. How would Cincinnati be different if the subway had been built, do you think? Oh, you know, that's that's a huge one. And, you know, to me, again, you know, visiting New York City, um, visiting Boston, those places when I was a teenager, I mean, you really saw what was missed. Because, you know, not everybody, but most people still ride the subway in New York City. And you're just kind of like face-to-face with the people you actually share a city with a lot more. And I think there's there's value in that. I, I love the, the street performers in the stations. I love the energy. And, you know, we could have had that. What do people in, in Cincinnati think of the subway system today? Like, what does it mean to the people in the city? Well, I, I think they like to draw a line between it and whatever is being proposed today to say that whatever is being proposed, proposed today is going to end up just like the subway, even though the circumstances, whatever it might be, it might be a stadium. It's just used as this thing to, to say that, oh, we're a loser and we're always going to be losers because we've because we were always a loser in the past. You know, it's that sort of negative mindset. It sounds like the future of the Cincinnati subway system is the same as its past. It will right. be... Right, it's, it's more of the same. Yeah. It's going to be this <laughs> sort of empty, abandoned, enormous tunnel system underneath the city for maybe another hundred years. Right, and there'll be one or two podcasts a year that discuss it. It should be clear that you are very much not allowed inside the Cincinnati subway system. It is off limits and entering is trespassing. If you do want to see it, though, you can check it out on the Proper People's uh, video on YouTube and read more about it in Jake's book, Cincinnati's Incomplete Subway, The Complete History. Thanks to the Proper People and to Jake Mecklenburg for telling us this story. This episode was produced by Baudelaire Seuss. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder Arnold, Sarah Wyman, Manolo Morales, Gianna Palmer, Tracy Samuelson, John Delore. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was sound designed and mixed by Luce Fleming. And our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Dylan Thuris. Wishing you all the wonder in the world. I will see you next time. Witness Docs from Stitcher.